Alright, this is your edition of Diz After Dark, recorded live on the 18th of March. Um, on this show, we talk about uh, James Gunn, Captain Marvel, um, some news about Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party and some changes that are upcoming, about time if you ask me. And Ryan gets a little bit angry about the world of Disney. So um, please get ready for the audio onslaught of this podcast and of course my crappy singing in the theme tune um and just one other little quick note um there might be a little bit of bonus content right at the end so listen all the way through let's see you on the other side mickey mouse mini mouse living in a clubhouse space melting thunder melting test track in a cop it's a small world, they say, portal links, can I stay? Monorail, transportation, travel way up high. Terror of terror, please, not guardians of the galaxy. Epcot has a snow queen and living with the land. Dizzy parts, blizzard beach, have lunch in the coral reef. Seven dwarf, mine train, there is nothing left to say. We're gonna start this podcast. There are others out there, but we really don't care. Dears after dance the podcast. We're all from the UK, we hope that it's okay. What is Goofy, Dog or Cow? Pluto is Mickey's pal, Captain Jack, Peter Pan, going off to Neverland. Hello and welcome to another edition of Dears After Dark. I am Nick and tonight I am joined by Mr. P. Dubs Paul Washington. Good evening. There was a slight delay because I was trying to work out where I was going to go first. I hadn't forgotten names. I was just trying to like, oh, what way am I going to do this? I'm going to break up a little bit and I'm now going to introduce Ryan. Good evening. Evening. And finally, and certainly not least, in my opinion, Mr. D. Hello. Oh, we should be, be all on rising tones tonight. Yeah, everyone's everyone's, so everyone's we're got Jim Hills. <laughs> well, well. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, I should listen to his new podcast. He's almost got Which as many one? now as well. I was going to say he's almost got as many now as us. <laughs> oh, getting getting close, getting dangerously close. Uh, how is everybody? Good, good, good. Hanging in there. That sounds. Everyone sounds really chirpy. So everyone, yeah, I was going to say everyone sounds decidedly not chirpy to this week. Yeah, did, <laughs> sorry, did I say Disaster After Dark? Did I like? Did I accidentally say Disney Brit or something? Come on, <laughs> not that kind of show. Um, got quite a few things to talk about this week. A lot been going on, so we should really start as we do each and every show, and that is with asking what is everybody drinking. And I'm going to go first for change because I'm very very boring. But as Ryan knows, I'm going on holiday in a couple of days, and mm. therefore I've got to use up what I've got. So I'm just drinking cherry Pepsi Max. If I don't drink it before I go, it's just going to go flat and horrible. So very boring for me tonight, cherry Pepsi Max. Um, I'll go in the order that I introduce people. P does what are you drinking? Uh, I'm following your so I've just got a regular Pepsi Max. It's it's a choice of champions. And, uh, you know, if anyone from the Pepsi Corporation is uh, listening, uh, we we do take sponsorship. Uh, even anybody from SodaStream, because they're now owned by Pepsi. So, uh, you know, get in touch. Um, Mr. Ryan, what are you drinking? 
I've got a bottle of Blue Moon, so cheers. Nice. I do like a Blue Moon. Yeah, it's a good beer. Mm. Be having a few of those in Orlando, certainly for sure. And Mr. D. I am recording with a can of Recorder Leg. What flavour we got this time? Strawberry and lime. Uh, a, ni- a nice classic one, one that we know is good. I like a recorded leg. It's a good choice. Yeah, mm. It's a nice uh, cider. <sighs> nice. Yeah. Right. So, as we do now on this show, we have a few segments. So, first of all, we should really go and have a look at the latest in-park news. The Dad Disney Parks News Roundup is sponsored by WP Magic Journeys to find great prices for your next Disney holiday as well as letting someone take the stress out of booking your fast passes and your dining reservations. Contact Wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com or wpmagicjourneys on social media. Mention Dis After Dark for a $25 off your deposit. It is the smart way to book your dream Disney holiday. So, I know that somebody's been itching to talk about something all day. So, I'm going to go and firstly say to P-Dabs, P-Dubs, what do you want to talk about? So, last... Now, see, what's supposed to happen is when I say... I'm going to send it over to Paul. Is that he's not going to say one word and then disappear off the call? <laughs> so excited, he's speechless. I reckon. Sorry. I reckon he's about five or ten minutes into that before he realizes that no one else is listening. No, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sorry. take two. Take two. Take two. So, as I was saying, last year during Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween parties, there was a a couple of very minimal overlays to a couple of the attractions. Um, One went down okay. That was on the Mad Hatter's Teacups. Um, It was basically just a light show that was part of it. Um, The two that didn't go down so well were were Pirates of the Caribbean, where they introduced some live actors to it. Um, And and Space Mountain was a very minimal overlay, not like the ones we've seen in, in other places. I actually liked the Pirates overlay. I thought it was all right. Yeah, it was a bit tacky. I mean, there wasn't much to it, but it was uh, it was different. Yeah, Uh, so that was the introduction of Gunpowder Pete to the storyline. Oh yeah, Uh, my favourite. Yep, the one that everybody's heard of. Who? (laughs) (laughs) I be Gunpowder Pete. I I honestly have no idea who Gunpowder Pete is. Sounds awful. Um, so that happened last year, and as I said. it wasn't particularly well-liked other than, than the, the teacups, but um, they've decided to go with it again this year. Um, this time they're moving. It's not going to be the same attractions this year. So this year you're going to get a, a Halloween version of the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, which that's been screaming out for an overlay for God knows how long. Yeah, but I mean, is, is, is this the overlay? <laughs> screaming out. See what you did there. Yeah. But yeah, they're just going to change laughs to, to screams. It's going yeah. to go, they're going to go back, and that, that's literally probably what it will be. So I think the the, the live action one is going to be um, Big Thunder, 
Big Thunder is going to get an overlay, so I imagine that's where we're going to get some live actors within that ride this year. It could be good. Uh, and the, the strange one again, um, the People Mover is getting an overlay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw this. I was very, very confused. <laughs> yeah, but I don't There's know what they're going to do. There's a few corpses on there that have been riding around since 1979. I mean, I don't know that needs much of a me. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what it will be. You know, every now and again, they have those orange cones on the chairs. They'll, yeah. sw- they'll switch all the lights off and let people sit down. You'll never know. You might sit on a cone. <laughs> <laughs> it all just seems very, very odd to me. Yeah. So that is kind of the, the little bit of uh, the Halloween party. But the big news is we are finally getting a replacement for Halloween. Uh, hello, wishes. Wishes. <laughs> um, not much is known about it at the moment, other than they believe it is going to be similar in content to what they're doing at uh, California Adventure at the moment with uh, a, a new villainous world of colour. Um, it's going to uh, going to feature a lot of the same music and, and characters. Um, but other than that, there's no name um, or anything unveiled for that yet. But that that seems to be the the big new addition and it's it's been coming we've been been sitting on waiting for a replacement to that ever since happily ever after came in so so yeah that's the the big uh mickey's not so scary news it sort of makes sense i suppose you know as uh wishes has gone away to be replaced by more of a kind of late show come fireworks show sort of makes sense that they align the halloween one but the halloween fireworks show is a really good show, so I hope they, I hope it's they don't brilliant. mess up. Yeah. I, love I hope they do a good job. Of it. Yeah, it's great. I think the biggest thing for me is that we're we're finally seeing some change at Mickey's. Well, sorry, Magic Kingdom's Halloween party is that what we're calling it now? Um, I'm sure that's the official name for it. But um, the prices are still what double that of Halloween Horror Nights for like a quarter of the content. So it's about time that they started to introduce some changes to to the event. I think. Mm. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm, I, I mean, we talked about this last year that it it doesn't seem to have changed that much. When you look at the main itinerary of the actual event, it doesn't seem to have really changed much in the last ten years. No, you know, parades are still the same, same, and the shows are. And so I think twenty it a, years we've been gone since '98, and it hasn't really changed that much. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, the thing is, the last time I, I did it was 2010. Mm-hmm. And when everyone's talked about what's, you know, what's been on during the event, it's almost exactly the same. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I guess mean, they saw the, the Seven Dwarfs, don't they, as a meet and greet? Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been going to Not So Scary, as it was called until late last year for some reason, um, for consistently every year for like the last maybe 10 years. And it's other than the introduction of the Hocus Pocus show and the overlays that they did last year, that's, that's really the only changes that I've seen in those 10 years. But that Hocus Pocus show has been there for, what, four years, five years now? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, because yeah, they introduced it at the same time that they introduced the Frozen Christmas show, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it has, they have evolved it to you know that the parade was always really good but the, the last time we went which i think was 2016 and that that was the first time for a few years it was 
it was noticeably bigger and more elaborate. You know, the uh, the number of people that were in the parade and like the haunted mansion scene. Oh yeah, that parade. Was, yeah, it is the best parade I think of all of them, including the Christmas parade. Oh yeah, I, I completely agree. I think Boo to You is the best parade Disney has as as done at Walt Disney World, and um, it's probably the best parade music as well. Yeah, 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 it is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I still get it in my head every uh, every few days. It's, it's uh, in one way awful, but at the same time also brilliant. Uh, yeah, and I mean the the thing is, like, I mean, I know there are people that every single parade and um, they remember the songs too but i don't there's only a, a, like a handful of parades that like stand out for me in terms of like the songs that they use and that is definitely up there in the top for that mm-hmm. yeah i always remember that and uh, spectro magic and the main street electrical parade um, yeah main street uh, yeah main street electrical but- parade was my first ever parade so that will always and again, it was there for so long, wasn't it? You know. Yeah. And where the hell is our nighttime parade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. Every part should have at least one, if not five, but definitely one. At least the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Well, how long's it? How long's it been now since they took away? It must um, be like three or four years now. It's got to be more than that because the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh no! Hold on. Yeah, it's five. Is it five years? Because I've got yeah. like one of the T-shirts where they had like the last lights. You know, cheap excuse yeah. to sell a T-shirt, but I'm a sucker and I bought one. Yeah, because I saw it in 2014, so it must have been the following year. So it's about four and a half, five years. Yeah, they're not going to introduce one unless they do it for the fiftieth. Yeah, I think I think that is when we'll see I, something. I think it'll be paint the night. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, people have been asking for that for ages. Mm. That looks really good. They reuse it, so (laughs) that's what they do now. (laughs) Or they could just send some of those um, motorized billboards down Main Street and just have like things on screens. Yeah, here's uh, the latest trailer for our upcoming big IP. Yeah, I'm sure it's like Universal would do. So why not beat them to the punch? Um, Right. Well, I think we can kind of agree that at least. You know, something new to the event is going to be an improvement to nothing being added to the event. Um, but Ryan, I know that there was something you wanted to talk about um, with regards to the parks. Yeah. So again, this is uh, this is more of a rumor. Um, more of a rumor than the the Halloween stuff going on, and it's that the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular is going to be having some big refurbishment done to it. That's going to take the working studio theme out of it and will incorporate some new scenes and apparently going to go down for a lengthy um, refurb during 2020 and into 2021 and then be back for the 50th. So I'm calling shenanigans and I'll tell you why. Yeah. And that's because I listen to the other podcast. Now, I know most of our listeners should be aware that Ryan, this isn't his only Disney podcast. He is on the theme park trader as well. Yeah. And I heard you talking about the Indiana Jones stunt show spectacular the other day. Mm. And, and you, know, you, you, you know, you have a disdain for the current setup with the audience participation and the director 
elements of that. And so I just I just find it really convenient that you talked about that on your show. <laughs> and now, you know, this rumour started about, you know, who's your shady rumour D? You know, is, is it Dan? This you know where you've heard his invasion from? I was I was doing a live show last night and I was going to talk about this then. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to save this. I'm going to break it on this after dark. <laughs> and now you wish you hadn't. I don't blame you. Um, I mean, and also one thing I did want to correct Dan on is that um, I think he said that this show has been the same now for 20 years. It's almost, well, it's 30 years. Yeah, it's 30 years, yeah. 30 years this year. So, I mean, I, re- I, I am a sucker for a stunt show. Right. I think the show is brilliant. I love it. I, you know, I think the way they do it is great. Um, I remember, I'm sure it was like on the Mickey Mouse Club, but I remember them showing it just after MGM had opened and had sent some of the UK reporters out there. And I always remember the bit with the aeroplane mm. um, and like them kind of focusing on that. And I was like thinking, oh my God, I cannot wait to see this show. I didn't realize it was going to take me uh, about another 15 or so years to actually see it. Um, but I mean, I, I think it's a cracking show. I do. But that said, it's a show that's thirty years old and it's not really changed since day one. Isn't it time to introduce geriatric Indiana Jones if it's that old? Well, there is that. Uh, I mean, you could, of course, I don't know how they do it, but you could probably introduce some CGI fights. Yeah, into it in some mats. way. Um, I mean, do you, Ryan, what do you think? Do you think they're going to introduce the um, nuclear bunker fridge? Oh, is that an idea that they've got for the new one? I don't know. So I've not I've not seen that in an Indiana Jones film. Oh, that's right. Yes, there are only three, just in the same yeah. way that it goes um, mm. Rocky 1, 2, 3 for <laughs> Rocky Balboa. Yeah. And, and Jaws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a soft spot for free. But... Um, yeah, <laughs> it'd be. I mean, it'll be interesting because I think you know that when they were talking a few years ago about another Indiana Jones film, it would have been and gone by now, wouldn't it? I'm sure oh, it, that they were talking about it. This year. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's actually coming out in 2021 now. Right. Um, they are still pressing ahead with it. I think Spielberg wanted to tick off a couple of projects first. Um, so they are planning to release it in 2021, which just so happens to be the 50th at Walt Disney World and the rumoured uh, grand opening of Indiana Jones stunt show version 1.1. 1. 1. Um, so, I mean, I'd be, I'd be for them mixing up some of the scenes, but I mean, how can you transition from big set piece to another big set piece without having some of the audience participation and the behind the scenes stuff going on? I think that'd be quite tricky unless they have some really terrible kind of montage of some clips from the films or behind the scenes is Harrison Ford and, you know, him waddling, trying to run away from some Soviets during the, the number five. They could always do the old, like, as they're shining John Jones shooting somebody in the gut um, and like staring at a snake or something. Um, I, I mean, the thing is, like, Lights, Motors, Action is another one where it wasn't exactly done in the same way as the Indiana Jones Sun Show was, but that was done as a movie set. Yeah. And that was done with them explaining what you was going to see next. And I don't actually think that's a bad way of doing it, but I do think it just needs to be updated. Now, the question is, are they going to do 
you know, with this refurb, are they going to focus it on classic Indiana Jones? In which case, what do they really change it to? Because I, at the moment, I think they've got the most iconic scenes they could anyway. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I think what they'll do... So the rumour is that they're going to be removing all kind of behind-the-scenes aspects to it, which would be a bit weird to see uh, to see it like that. But I think they'll do a mix of what's there now and maybe one scene from number five. Hmm. I just, I, and I mean, that's the other question as well, because let's be honest, Harrison Ford is now, what, 74? Something like Don't that, yeah. Just give him the same treatment he gave Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> as he that's tears a, along, looking what, 25. That's, that's, that's the thing, though. Like, on the one hand, you know, Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford. But then at the same time, if they do another Indiana Jones film, which they are going to definitely do an Indiana Jones film, do they do it with Harrison Ford or do they recast it with someone younger? Because you're not going to just want to make one more film and then it's done. Well, Harrison Ford is definitely doing number five. Uh, oh, yeah. 100% that's happening. But whether or not they... Yeah, but they, they were, they're thinking about doing that for Die Hard as well and it's just not going to work. Like really? going back in time and looking at his younger self when he became a cop, and it's just like, oh, nobody cares. No. We just want to see John McClane shoot a building up. That's right. But I Keep just... Guy. Mother Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. In a way, I almost feel like I'd rather see an Indiana Jones reboot than... Yeah. I mean, I, I know, you know, apparently what they were trying to do with that full film that never happened was they were trying to introduce this younger Indiana Jones character that was going to take over. And the rumour was, Ryan, it was going to be um, Shia LaBeouf that was going to play that character. But of course, that film never existed, so it doesn't matter. I mean, um, no one would make such a stupid casting choice, would they? No. Actually, Ryan, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to tell you that it, you, might have, you might have been able to wipe it from your brain. And if Mr. Ripley here was here, he'd back me up. But, you know, if there's one thing Indiana Jones 4 gave us, it was... Ray Winstone, oh, I'm a good guy. No, I'm a bad guy, Jonesy. Oh, I'm a good guy. Oh, I'm a bad guy. So, you know, no matter how much the rest of that film sucks, it gave us flip-flop Ray Winston. And, you know, that is almost a pass for me. But regardless, like, I just really feel that if they keep it in the hands of, of Harrison Ford, which is what they're likely to do, I don't really know where they can take it afterwards. I mean, I think um, the Samuel Jackson de-aging process is a good idea because at least we could have a good old-fashioned World War II Nazi story. Mm. Yeah, but the difference is is that Samuel Jackson isn't seventy-four, and Samuel Jackson and yeah, he he's can 70, still move. Though. He's seventy. No way. Yeah, he's seventy. Yes. Holy yes. cow! That's yeah. why in in the in the hallway scenes um, of Captain Marvel, you see him running a little bit. Sluggishly, that's because he's 70 years old. Oh my yeah. god, it's right what they say about things that don't crack. Um, it's yeah, but I mean, e- even with the age thing, Harrison Ford just doesn't really move. I mean, look, look at him in The Force Awakens, yeah. I know, I mean, I know he, he didn't want to several times, yeah. I know he didn't want to be there, but even so, like, the man doesn't move very far, like, he, he crashes planes for a living, yeah. What, what you need is Harrison Ford. At the beginning, and then he, he's telling a story to somebody about his younger days, and then it all goes kind of wavy, and it, and it goes back to somebody else playing him as 
younger guy, and that's that's it rebooted. They could do that thing they do in Wayne's World, where they do the like, <laughs> yeah, the fingers. Yeah, um, I mean that's it. I mean they could print totally Princess Bride it as well, like you know, Granddad Indiana Jones is reading to his like grandson or something yeah. while he's like, having Junior. a sick day. Yeah, why not? Oh Junior. God. <laughs> <laughs> one month was enough um, but I was going to ask you P-Dub so if you was if you were Steven Spielberg and you knew that Harrison Ford didn't want to be the main star in this film and he was going to just do a cameo appearance and you was going to kind of do a soft reboot of Indiana Jones who would you choose to do it? Nathan Fillion oh he's too old I was going to say he he's always there. the same age as Harrison Ford <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> Uh, he would have been. He would have been my pick ten years ago when they were talking about it to start with. I know every time it's it's Chris Pratt. Everybody says it. It's Chris Pratt. Nah, I, nah. I, 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 I it's not right for Chris it. Pratt. No, he needs no. to lose some weight. But Chris Pratt. No, uh, Chris Helmsworth. Yeah, but he's he's off. He's busy doing Hulk Hogan films, isn't he? Um, I will strike you down, Nazi. <laughs> I um. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling. I am struggling. Yeah. You'd probably have to look at somebody like uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, that was or, exactly where I was going. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh, yeah. what's his name? What's his name? No. Aiden, Aiden Heidenreich." Yeah, He'd be a good shout. But well, I mean, he's Tom already played him once. Tom, Tom Holland's not rugged enough to be indie. Oh no, I mean, I'm not talking about as he looks now. Um, I don't think he can but, even grow a beard. You don't need to grow a beard, do you? It's just just CGI on afterwards. I mean, it works right in uh, Justice League. I was going to say, it didn't work well. <laughs> the opposite effect. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I just, to me, and and like, because there's always been, you know, constant rumours at Disneyland Paris that we're going to finally get that Indiana Jones attraction that Disneyland have got, and. We've, you know, there's been rumours for years as well at uh, Animal Kingdom about, you know, putting the Indiana Jones ride in there as well. But I don't, th- you know, if you're going to do something like that, I think you need to do it where you're going to have a franchise to do it for. Yeah. Indiana Jones now is too old. It's, it's yeah. Too, yeah, it's too, too much in the past. Really. Yeah, I mean, how many people that love watching the, the you know, the Marvel films now will be you know the, the the young kids that are loving these marvel movies how many of them would have seen indiana jones one through three several times over like they've been watching you know captain marvel or guardians of the galaxy i don't know i'm not i'm not sure i think disney have got a pull a real really really decent film out of the bag with indy 5 to to bring back the franchise yeah absolutely absolutely and 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 that's it the thing is you don't want to just bring you just you don't want to just now an indie 5 you want to set it up for its sequels because that's what it's all about now it's setting up for you know your ip to future proof it to to expand on the universe yeah um, i mean if i was to I, mean, I think with the main franchise you you should do what um robert zemeckis does with back to the future don't touch it uh leave it alone never let them make a sequel ever again and you create a, a young indie um show on disney plus or something like that and i think that's how you satisfy the needs of the fans you increase your subscribers disney plus jobs are good i just realized though how, um dwayne johnson's gonna have some khaki gear left from the jungle cruise movie that's you know he's ready to go yeah but he's just he's reusing that for the new jumanji film Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. Recycle it. 
he'd be great as the um, the uh, pilot for the airplane that gets uh, screwed over by the uh, propeller. <laughs> John Lindsay. No, not John Lindsay. The Nazi <laughs> pilot. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, know, I think he's an engineer, actually. He's yeah. not a pilot. Yeah, That's don't right. don't don't like discredit his actual job title. How dare you? Yeah, I mean, if anything, I've just given him a demotion. But that's what I mean. How rude. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a change to that attraction is overdue, and I do look forward to it. And I suppose there's no better time to do it than when um, people aren't going to be going to see it anyway. Yeah, so I, th- I feel to get like it was Star either, Wars Land. Yeah, it was either a change now or a closure for good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Although that show's always full. Like, whenever I'm there, even during what is traditionally a quiet period, that show is full every single time. Do you reckon it's because it's shaded? Yeah, I mean, there is that. And they sell beer at the Tap House, which you can walk along. Lovely little two-minute walk over to Indy and enjoy a nice cold beer in the shade. Yeah, see, I like, again, that was something you were talking about in your podcast the other day, and I had no idea you could actually go in there with a beer. No, I didn't. I just kind of, like, we were like, oh, no, it's the last show of the day. But I've just got started my pint. Oh, I'll give it a go. And they was like, yep, come in. Reasons why that's a superior part. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's face it. I mean, it doesn't really matter what they do to it. For the next five years, when Galaxy's Edge opens, it's going to be packed to the gunnels anyway. They don't need to do anything to it. Yeah, should probably true. spend their money in, on the other parks. Mm. Yeah, they probably use it as part of the queue. <laughs> Standby queues in that. Stage. Yeah, you got you got that seated section, also known as the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. <laughs> oh god, um, that's a genius idea if you think about it. Just uh, run the queue right through there. Well, you know what? They listen to this show. We know they listen mm-hmm. to this show, Mister D. So, yeah. um, you know, if we see that happen, we'll know why they they heard us talk about it on here. Mate, yeah, maybe right. they're not they're, they're closing it not for a refurbishment, but to turn it into some kind of bar slash toilet stop for the halfway point into the entrance to Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That idea was spawned by... So is that Game of Champions? That idea was sponsored by Record League. of Champions. I don't know if that's their catchphrase, but it, again, that can be going forward. Um, yeah. Did anyone have any other news from the parts they wanted to talk about? I have a little bit of an observation. An observation? Than, yes. Well, our family took a trip to Legoland yesterday here in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and my son is obsessed with Ninjago. So the first place we went to was the little Ninjago land that they've got. Mm. And we went on the, the main Ninjago ride, which is is kind of an interactive experience in the vein of the likes of Buzz Lightyear, Toy Story, Midway Mania, mm-hmm. but with the with new technology mm, that yes. is is done manually with your own hands. It's got like a sensor on the front of it, and it's rumored that's what the new Spider-Man ride is going to be in both Paris and California. Okay, so so because I I did go to Legoland last year, and we didn't get a chance to go to Ninjago Land because no one liked Ninjago, but so. Okay, so how does the technology work? It's like Connect, isn't it? I don't know if anyone knows what Connect is with the Xbox. It's oh, like yeah. a, like it's like Canberra. basically a, yeah, it's like a really updated and decent version of that, isn't it? Yeah, so I, I believe it's done with there's a camera in the front of the the ride vehicle mm-hmm. 
that kind of sits on top of it and it measures where your hands are in front of it as to where it aims on the screen. Um, nice. And this is what I believe they're going to be doing for this Spider-Man ride. So instead of obviously shooting energy bolts, you'll be shooting webs at villains. Um, I have to say it's it's a really clever technology and I, I just kind of wanted to bring it up that if that's the way they're going um, at Disney, then I'm looking forward to it. That, um, that sounds good. Think, yeah, it's really, really clever technology that you don't actually have to pick up anything or or anything like that. It was in 3D, so you've got 3D glasses. I'm not sure whether Disney are going to go that route with, with Spider-Man or not, but mm. um, all the screens were clear. There was no problems with any of the images or anything like that it was it was all really well done well i suppose as well because i mean we've all been or we've all used the excuse of oh my gun is broken on buzz Lightyear, right yeah um or the targets aren't working so i mean i suppose it eliminates that because i mean that is a very common problem where one of the guns like legitimately isn't working properly happens um, every time you ride it uh i'd say nine out of ten uh, but then I, I do go to Disneyland Paris a lot, so that explains it. Yeah, um, that makes sense, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think that by eliminating one of the things that can go wrong with the ride, that would, you know, you'd have thought prolong the, uh, you know, the, the ride not going down because there's less stuff to, that can go wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, definitely. There didn't seem to be any issues with, with any of them. Um, other than the fact it's just in Jargo. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting used to it now. But, um, yeah, they all seem to be working. Even my six-year-old son managed to, to rack up some points on it. So definitely works a heck of a lot better than, than some of the other rides that Disney have created. I think I think you're doing a disservice to your son there, Paul, because you, essentially that was kind of like a backhanded compliment. Like what you were saying was <laughs> if he had a proper gun, that he'd have done even worse. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, not that I ever do very well on them. The wife always beats me. Do um, what? What did you just before we move off? Um, you know, you went there yesterday. What did you uh, think of Legoland? I d- it's the second time we've been. Um, obviously, it was opening weekend. Um, it's only just reopened for the season, so uh, things weren't running as smoothly as they possibly could have been. Um, certain things weren't open. Not really rides. There was a couple of rides that weren't open um, that are still going through their refurb, but kind of the, the kiosks and things like that. Some of them weren't opening, but no, we enjoyed ourselves. Um, we're actually going back later on in the year, not to the, the theme park. We're going to have a stay in the, the hotel mm-hmm. um, later on in the year and just, just enjoy a, a weekend away. So we're going we're gonna to be heading back again. Um, so, yeah, and it's it's a fairly easy place to get to as well it's not not overly difficult so but yeah enjoyed it good good right okay so i think that's us done for the park news for this week so let's move over now to talk about things outside of the parks the Diz after dark general news is sponsored by hhnunofficial.com the home of halloween horror nights news and rumors all year round for all things Halloween Horror Nights at both Hollywood and Orlando, visit hhnunofficial.com. And, I mean, I don't even know where to start, if I'm completely honest, with, like, the good news or the great news. Let's start with the great news. And I think we can all happily say 
that um, as broken on Pop After Dark and only mentioned again here because, you know, only 30 people listen to that podcast that I do. Um, and that is that James Gunn is now back uh, in charge of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Outrageous decision by Disney. And I, well, I, again, I listened to the theme park trailer today. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know you're you're extremely <laughs> upset by this decision. Decision. Um, how can I get drunk on Cherry Pepsi Max? But somehow I managed it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think we're all quite happy here about that. Um, you know, we we talked at length when this story first broke uh, about him being fired. About you know, it seemed like a really short sighted decision and uh you know a bad decision but you know disney have kind of seen sense now what is interesting and again this was something that we discussed on, on pop after dark we recorded that friday and that was the day that the story had, had broken uh because they announced it as part of the friday news dump which it, it, for some reason it seems to be very common that big news stories that they don't want to attract lots of press attention to get released friday afternoon it happens a lot. It happened with all the John Lasseter stuff. It happened when James Gunn got fired the first time. And, it, you know, it's back again now for when he got rehired. Um, and one of the things that we talked about on there is the fact that we were not completely convinced that he was he was properly done with the project. And that we did kind of speculate that did Disney just wait for this all to blow over? You know, basically, James Gunn just stayed in the uh, the Winchester uh, for a few months and waited for it all to blow over. And then Michael Jackson happened, and then suddenly, you know, everything else seemed not to be quite as bad, pun intended. Um, it, I, it's just interesting. Like, today, it has come out that Disney had not interviewed anyone else for that job. I mean, that's interesting in itself, isn't it? Because it's been, like, what, six months, maybe? And to not interview anyone... It, well, yes. it's it's actually longer because Is it, it was really? actually July, last July that he he got fired. Um, I don't, I haven't got the exact time frames in front of me. I just remember when it it happened. But I think he got fired like middle to late July. Um, cast, um, you know, released like a, a statement all signed by the cast, so supporting probably about August time, and I think. It, it does sound like Chris Pratt uh, signed that quite reluctantly, though, based on his most recent tweets. I haven't seen his most recent ones, but yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't really surprise me. He seems uh, he does seem a bit of an oddball um, outside of uh, of his uh, media persona. Um, but even like uh, Taka Waititi, which is really easy for me to say, um, you know, I think around about October November time, said that he would not. Uh, he, he's not interested in taking on Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And the speculation then was that he'd been asked. And, and it, it, yeah, it has come out that they spoke to him mm. about it. Uh, and Scott Derrickson, I believe, um, the director of Doctor Strange, they spoke to both of them. And I think both of them said they weren't, they had absolutely no interest. I mean, the other, the other rumor as well going around is that the reason for this um, coming out now is that the Fox merger is basically done. Like it's, you know, will be signed yeah, and sealed at the end of this week or something. Yeah. Wednesday. There you go. Um, and that was one of the things they were worried that uh, what they were trying to do is is kind of um, dampen any fires um, that were going on. And that was obviously a biggie at the time. And um, 
So there's speculation that that was the reason why uh, it's been kept quiet because apparently this decision to, to rehire him was taken a few months ago and they've just left it until now to announce it, um, which makes sense for the timing as well. Um, I, think, I think another part of it was the fact that they wanted him to be announced for Suicide Squad first and go, look, someone else has hired him. Mm. Now let's let's bring him back. I think it's interesting that he's he's gone back to them. Actually, I think um, obviously it's a passionate project for him, but um, I I was surprised in the way that he didn't just go. Nah, you can show up your ass. I I think you've got to be careful. You've got to play the game when you're you're doing this kind well, of stuff in Hollywood. Think of Robin Williams and how he didn't play the game. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think the the, the difference is is that when Robin Williams was. T- and also as well, he's he's voice talent, um, and he and he was an actor. So I mean, the thing is, if he never got a voiceover job again, he you know he could act. Um, James Gunn is a director, and mm. what yeah. we you know what we've seen is that there are now less and less movie studios because they're all being swallowed up by somebody else. Yeah, that's and true. even at the time, his tone was his tone was definitely, you know, regret, wasn't it? <clears throat> it wasn't like. A... You know, it did seem like he was trying to leave the door open and not burn these bridges. Yeah. Well, he hadn't tweeted since the series. I think it was a series of five, four or five tweets that he put out, basically yeah. explaining his actions, said, look, I apologised a long time ago. Uh, you know, I'll apologise again. Here's five tweets, uh, Nick, as you said, July time. Um, and the first time he tweeted was Friday since then. Yeah. yeah. So he's obviously like, you know what, I'm just going to crack on. Do what I do what I do. If these discussions happen, then they happen, which they obviously have. Uh, if I was Disney, I would be putting him. I'd be pushing the Russo brothers aside. I hear that they're they're both wanting to to move on. I can, I can definitely I can definitely confirm that because when I went to the press junket last year for Infinity War, um, they they basically without saying a hundred percent, but they were saying that they saw themselves being done with with Endgame. Not yeah, they, they uh, called it Endgame at the time, but the last, the next Avengers film was going to be their last. Yeah, and they've, they've, there's been rumours on that for a while. And you know what? If I was Disney and I wanted to trust someone to helm the next phase or several phases of Marvel, I'd put it with in, in James Gunn's hands. And I mean, the thing is, you know, again, we don't know what the conversations were like when they first started to, you know, approach him, put the offer on. I mean, you know, we could even speculate that he never left at all. That yep. you know, all Disney's had around him, like back in you know August last year, was look, we can't have you do this film with everything like it is. We're going to say that you're gone. Um, you're not gone, um, but we will just wait for the right time to rehire you publicly, and mm. that's it. You know, all we you know, you have got to remain silent on this matter, um, and that's what we're going to do. We, we've got no idea how far this has gone, but if he did. Get you know he's he's marching orders, and if they did then did reapproach him um, to ask him to come back, you know it could have been with the look. You know not only do we want you to, you know come and do Guardians three for us, but you know we need somebody to helm that next phase of Marvel films, and we think you'd be the guy to do it. Well, there was the rumor a few years ago that he was going to be put in charge of. So you had the Russo brothers, yeah. You had the Russo, Russo brothers going to be in charge of like the Earth kind of stuff, and he was going to be put in charge of basically space and and everything like that. Which going into the next phase, you can assume that that's going to play a, a much bigger role. Mm. Um, 
So I, I think if I, yeah, if, as I said, if I was Disney, I would be putting him um, in charge of, of writing and, and helming the next few movies, or at least um, a very high up consultant and directing and continue to direct the Guardians. I'd like to see the Guardians move into the, the, the Avenger role into the, in the next phase. Yeah, and you know, obviously, depending on the results of of Endgame, um, you know that that could well be the case. Um, those guys are still going to be under contract for another few films, and uh, certain other people aren't. So, yeah. you know, we'll just leave that one there. Um, but no, I thought you know we needed to to mention it because you know it that is that is big news, especially if you're uh, a Marvel fan and it. Turns out there's there's plenty of Marvel fans still out there because the next thing was Captain Marvel, um, and the fact that it's now and it's uh, it's been out for ten days at this point, and it's done seven hundred and eighty million globally. It's terrible though, isn't it? Yes, yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, look again. Um, I, I I did a review on uh, Pop After Dark about it. Um, I did it with Ben who uh, we're, we're both going away with this week. And uh, yeah, he, he is not a fan of that film at all. Um, not not at all. Like, he, he gave it a five. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it a, a, a lot more. And since you, Ryan, actually, I, I just heard your kind of quick review of it. And, um, you know, I wouldn't put it in the top five at all. But it's still a strong, and I, I think it's better than some of the debut films that we've seen before. Hundred percent, yeah. So you know, it's it probably be in my top ten, definitely top fifteen Marvel films, um, and that's quite scary when you think about that because you like I always forget how many Marvel films there are. Yeah, but there's it's lots. It's insane. <laughs> um, just on that, actually, th- this week's episode of Customer is Always Weird is on Captain Marvel, and you will expect to hear lots of very strange people leaving reviews for that film yeah i'm i imagine as, as you snow, can imagine i imagine there'll be lots of snowflakes lots of uh sjw's i can't wait yep. yeah. yeah um now mr d you saw it as well yeah i didn't get to ask you about it so what did you think of captain yeah. Marvel? well i mean i did i did enjoy it i thought it was good um the only thing i would say is for me if i'd seen that film say like maybe three years ago i would have wow that was really good it, it's it's just that quite a few of the marvel marvel films now especially the origin films are getting a bit of formulaic now and and so i, I thought it, it was it was good but it wasn't original in any way kind of knew how the story was going to unfold and it was all kind of played quite predictably but having said that it was enjoyable um, I'm not a massive comic book fan, but I like the Marvel films generally. Um, didn't really know much about the character. Uh, thought it was quite good, quite interesting, bit different to have a, a female lead. But but the basic story was uh, seen it before. See, I th- I actually thought the opposite in mm. terms of that because all the origins have like you know a big bad guy and some kind of CGI fight, um, and this didn't. Mm. You know, it, I thought it had, it it was different enough that it didn't feel like some of the origins. I mean, even Black Panther, which, you know, everybody loved uh, a year ago, and it was mm-hmm. good, 
But yeah. it, like again, you could see so many beats that you'd seen yeah. in things like the Incredible uh, Hulk or yeah. first Iron Man. This, or... I mean, this is far better than Black Panther in my mind. Be careful, you're going to mm. get some abuse now. I don't not think from, I'm going to get abuse for that. I don't get, I'm not going to get abuse for that. Surely, people love that film. Yeah, it's it's average at best. I'm, I'm with you. Like it, it'd probably be top fifteen. Yeah. Uh, but that's... I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I don't yeah. hate it. But it's it's not the film everyone says it is. In my opinion, I think it's a much more important film. Agreed. It is a good film. Yes, agreed. If that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was good. I thought the cast were uh, most of the cast were pretty good. I thought Jude Law mm-hmm. was a bit. Uh, um, yeah, like you said, Ryan Ben Mendelsohn was um, was fantastic. Uh, yeah, he's, best, he's, best in it. he's great he's great in everything that he does but he he was completely different in this role compared to what I've seen him in other things so yeah. and I didn't even realise it was him yeah um, really I think the only I'm not, I won't go into spoilers but there's there's two things I didn't like about it and and one involved um, Nick Fury and the other involved uh, a twist on a, a classic villain yeah there was there was something on the Nick Fury piece that, that did annoy me and again, don't want to spoil anything for anybody. And then also on on the Jude Law piece. Um Just because it was Jude Law? Nah. Nah, and I can't I can't really see without without dropping in a big okay. spoiler. Okay. I the only thing I didn't like um is that if you've you know, if you pay attention to Marvel films, you could see what was happening at the beginning of the film very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was kind of what I was thinking about with the Jude Law piece but it was more a visual thing a visual technique they used and you thought oh, well okay I know where that's gone mm. it's kind of obvious but saying that I um, oh and the other thing I didn't like was uh, the placement of Just a Girl yeah I think it was far too considering all the other songs they used in that film um, I thought it was the, the most obvious choice when it was used and it just felt a little bit like um, being whacked in the face of a baseball and they massively underused Agent Coulson. Yeah, I mean... We've I, not I, seen him since the Avengers. Come on. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I mean, I like Coulson, but I don't, like, rave about him like other people. But I do think the effects they used for both of them were uh, fantastic. Mm. I mean, they've the come a long great. way, a long way since um, even Rogue One. Like, Rogue mm. One, it was it was a bit like, oh, I could see that. Um, this is um, this was amazing. Have you, Ryan? Have you ever seen Tron Legacy? Yeah, of course. I right. Well, I don't yeah. say like it's that. Coming, I mean, look, people don't. But it's, it's it's come a long way since that as well. Yeah. Oh my God! I mean, I mean, I loved that. I'm a complete apologist for that film, as everyone knows. But... I I love that film. I thought it's great. Oh well, we're going to get on swimmingly on Wednesday. But um, I mean, when you go back and watch it now, um, I mean, watching it back in 2010, I was like, this is off. But when you go and see that that first scene in Tron Legacy now compared to what they've done since. I mean, it, it's just like completely different ball game. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I think, I've, I think that effect in that, in, in that was, was so well done. Um, and uh, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to like cats. I don't know if it's an age thing or just because of goose, but there is something about cats as I'm getting older, which isn't going to please my dog very much. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just wanted to highlight the fact that, um, you know, there was a lot of, you know, leading up to the release of this film, a lot of speculation, was this going to be the one that was going to tank? Um, you know, there was a lot of negative things in, in, uh, social media about, 
um, you know, Brie Larson and the fact that it was a female-led superhero film and, and all this. There was the whole kind of rivalry thing with DC fans trying to uh, get it uh, voted down on Rotten Tomatoes before Shazam came out. It was all a bit odd. Um, but the, the box office receipts don't lie. Um, the, and the newest conspiracy, and, and Ben mentioned this the other down pop, is that uh, people have been taking photos in their cinemas of uh, the screenings being like half empty and stuff, saying that they think that Disney are just buying all the tickets for the screenings to bump up the box office. I mean, based on my Twitter feed, I would say that's complete bollocks because everyone that I've seen on Twitter has not going to not gone to see this just once, but I've seen people that are seeing it four or five times in the space of two weeks. Okay, well they're um, nuts. They're clearly nuts. But <laughs> um, but regardless of that, anyway, like my argument to that is. When you've got a cinema, so uh, my local cinema, when Captain Marvel came out, had a screening on the hour, mm-hmm. at least on the hour. Now, yeah. when you've got a film that's being shown that many times, that fr- that frequently during the day, you pick and choose when you want to go and see it. So the thing is, you might have 500 people all wanting to go and see that film roughly around the same time, and they're then spread out between two or three different screenings. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, if you go even to the cinema world closest to me, if you go to the first showing at 10am on a Sunday, it doesn't matter what film it is, it's it's mostly empty because everyone's still in bed or making breakfast or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect time to go. If you yeah, ask I me. love going that summer day. Um, but yeah, so I was just, I was just like, the people the people like convinced that every film they go and see has a, a full capacity screen with them. It's it, like, yeah, just... just the, the things people are saying is just it's just quite mad but um yeah it, it's on 780 million in you know 10 days uh it, i reckon it will probably eclipse aquaman um, yeah I you know so. by the end of them well before endgame comes out so uh, and that's good news because aquaman is awful and it's mm-hmm. about time something beats it but um yeah the, the only last thing i'll say on captain marvel is that i hope that she doesn't just come in and save the day because we've had 10 years of build-up and I don't want doesn't I don't care if she's male or female I don't want a brand new character to come in and save the day don't worry she won't Ryan that's that's she that's won't. the only thing I will say yeah don't worry she won't goose on the other hand that's my prediction you've heard it here first goose the cat is going to save the Marvel Universe and the world um right I wanted to Actually, no. You know what? I'll I'll throw it out. I've been talking a lot. I apologise. So, uh, did anybody have anything that they particularly wanted to talk about Disney-wise? No, I don't have anything. Excellent. Well, in the case, I'll take that silence as no. So, um, there's a couple of things that um, I meant to mention recently and forgot, so I'm going to mention them here. So, the first one is that um, get your calendars out, people. Because October the 4th is the day you need to mark down in your calendar because it's Triple False Friday. What? Yeah, exactly. So um, Disney, um, I mean, and, and to be fair, it's not just Disney because they used to do this when it was, it was over at Fox, but um, they used to always make a big deal about False Friday, which was the day that the new Star Wars merchandise was coming out for the new film. So for both The Last Jedi and also for um, 
the Force Awakens, they did this. They will normally do an event somewhere or there'll be certain shops that open up at midnight so you can buy Star Wars merchandise. Um, so yeah, this year it's the 4th of October and it's called Triple Force Friday. Now, I don't really know why it's Triple Force Friday, um, except for that um, it's not just going to be uh, on this on this uh, this year's uh, event, Star Wars. It's also going to be Frozen 2. Ugh. Yeah. So I, I I don't I don't get why. Wait a second. Is Elsa force sensitive? Well, there is a strong rumor that she's actually uh, Princess Leia's mum. There we and go. We're gonna like scrap the like the prequel trilogy. Um, no more Jar Jar Binks, and it's it's all to do with uh, Elsa. Um, no, I don't know. Um, I'm just reading the press release, actually. So, Triple Force Friday. This is why it's Triple triple Force. So, it is celebrating the launch of the final instalment of the Skywalker Saga, Star Wars Episode Nine, title to be confirmed. That, but By the way, that is not the title. I would oh, love that. Okay. If that's what they, can you imagine if they like go to the, um, they release the first trailer, and that's what comes up on the screen? That's great, isn't it? Ah, oh, that would just be trolling everybody. Um, the first ever Star Wars live action series, The Mandalorian. Mm. And the latest title from EA and Respawn, Star Wars oh, Jedi Fallen yes. Order. I'm looking forward to what they've got to show on this, actually. So What's I'm it? assuming that they're going to be showing that off at E3, which is in July, I believe, or June, late July, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, late June, early, early July. And I'm looking forward to because Respawn are... I don't, don't. I hate EA, but Respawn are a great studio. Um, the last few games they've pumped out have been incredible. So I think we we might be in for a treat with that. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because you're the kind of resident gamer expert. Is mm. I, I'm not familiar with that that production company or that 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 house. So what the Respawn? Or what, so Res- what have they done? Respawn, um, they 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 originated by making Call of Duty. I think back when it was good. Okay. And then they split off to form Respawn. They've made Titanfall and Titanfall 2, mm-hmm. both of which are great games. And they've recently released Apex Legends, which oh, wow. I, which hit 50 million players in a month. Yeah. Jesus. And it's an incredible game as well, and it's completely free. Yeah. You've been playing that, haven't you, Mr. D? Uh, no, I've watched some of the online videos. I've been playing PUBG. Been trying to... Ah, that's right. PUBG, yeah. that's a great game as well. And <sighs> it's tough though but uh yeah i've, I've been tempted to uh, to download apex though it's really good uh so mm. they are a great studio and i think for them when i heard that they were working on a star wars title i was incredibly happy because titanfall mm. one and two are brilliant as well so is this yeah. going to be with that kind of stuff in mind so is this going to be a first person star wars game i th- i think so although we don't know much on it at the minute mm. um so that first person is well it's it's kind of third person is where they specialize like you kind of like your gears of war style um but yeah be interesting to see what they do with it so it says that there's going to be um there's going to be announcements new at a time about what they're going to do uh you know where they're going to have these events so previously in the uk uh the disney store in oxford street did false friday for the false awakens and that's where I got to meet uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. Amazing. Um, they didn't 
do one for the last well actually they did do one for the last jedi and then they did this really good thing of not announcing it to anybody so the proper uh press release happened at john lewis just down the road uh, but this is sort of just open up at midnight but didn't tell anybody <laughs> so nothing nothing special happened at disney store just so that you could go and buy the merchandise early uh but john lewis is where they had all the um photographers and celebrities and they had a uh bar that you could go and get some drinks and, and and whatnot so um they normally don't leave it they leave it to the last minute to tell you what what they're going to do where um they won't tell you if there's going to be anything specific so when i went to the first false friday event um at a disney store they didn't tell you anybody was going to show up mm. I so just is that went only a uk see. thing or is that was no, the US as well? they do it. They do it globally. Um, okay. So I don't know what they did uh, in, in terms of like stores opening and stuff like that uh-huh. for Force Friday last time. But I know when it was the Force Awakens, they had these videos that were being released by all of these uh, partners mm-hmm. where they'd okay. uh, unbox and review whatever product they had. So like mm-hmm. one website had uh remote control millennium falcon another one was unboxing action figures that kind of stuff so um i don't know what they do there i know like they didn't with the disney's on the uk a lot of shops open up midnight toys r us used to be the king for this mm. um and i remember going to full Friday events um when it was the the prequel trilogy at my mm. local toys r us and uh yeah it was it was just madness um I tell you what, though. Well, that's that was the problem. I remember my I didn't go to the first False Friday event because I was only about fifteen, I think, at the time, sixteen. But my friend did, and uh, he said like people just coming out with like boxes of Darth Mauls and Jar Jar Binks figures, thinking that they were going to be like the big thing. Um, And I imagine that person still got at least a box of Jar Jar Binks (laughs) figures still in his loft. (laughs) And this is why Force Fridays happened before the movie's released. <laughs> well, that's that's it. That, I mean, that's that's some of the problem. When I went to um, the, the Force Friday, um, I bought John John Boyega's action figure and I bought Daisy Ridley's action figure because they signed them. Nice. So I bought them. Um, yeah. I mean, I was like, I was I was obviously going to buy them, but uh, you know, if I could get them signed as well, great. Um, but you know, he was looking around and like, you know, it's the first time we saw. Well, first time I remember really seeing Captain Phasma, I was like, well, is this going to be an important character? Is it not going to be an important character? So it kind of gets you interested in the characters, but it also tells you nothing. Yeah. Um, So these events are kind of a bit weird because it's good to get your hands on stuff first, but also, are you going to want the stuff once you see the film? Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. It's an arsehole. If I I walked into the office on Monday and they said, oh, what did you get up to this weekend? I was like, well... Triple Force Friday. All I get is, oh yeah, we eat. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? Just play up to it. Don't tell them what foot Triple Force Friday actually is. No, no. Well, because... I, in my office, actually, I, I, they'd probably already know. To be fair, yeah, they're probably, they're probably there with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I wanted to, I wanted to bring that to everybody's attention as well because um... well, I'll be in Disney World for Force Friday. Oh, there you go. I wonder if they'll have anything special. Well, Disney, they must, maybe, yeah. They must yeah. do at the uh, at the shop. Yeah. yeah, World of Disney and Disney Springs. I bet there'll be something going on. Yeah. Well, they've got a Disney shop there now, haven't they? Uh, sorry, mm. not a, a Star Wars shop. Yes, they have. Yeah, that's very mm. true. Yeah. There you okay. go. 
Uh, and also, I just wanted to mention as well that um, they've an, um, announced a new or the, the latest version of the uh, Oh My Disney Swimming Range. Uh, now I, I can I can hear the laughter from P Dubs, right? But are you telling he's me he's already got the collection? Well, are you telling me that you wouldn't want a uh, pool inflatable magic carpet from Aladdin? I can show you the pool. I I was more worried that we were going to get a fashion show up in uh in Florida in September. We are. Is that is that not required by people? I don't. I thought I thought that's what everyone wanted. Craig's got Probably the bikini. Oh yeah, God! And he's Iago smugglers. <laughs> um, so I'm just I'm just looking at the range now, right? It's it's pretty fun, right? So as per usual, there's not much on the UK site. I don't have to. It might change once the weather uh, gets better, but you can get um, Buzz Lightyear and Zerg water blasters. Now the uh, Buzz Lightyear one, to be fair, doesn't look much cop, but the Zerg one looks just like his gun. Yeah, I'm on board for that. Yeah, um, they've got a Moana kind of weird inflatable sprinkler thing. It's just like a generic swim toy, to be fair. Um, that the magic carpet beach towel is incredible. It's got tassels and everything, um, and the the pool float has uh, an inflatable Abu clinging onto it as well. So you know you you knock this stuff, but really you'll be buying it. <laughs> you'll all be buying it. Um, but yeah, I just hey, Rugman, give me some tassels. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I, I I just thought it was uh, it was quite funny and something that we wouldn't normally talk about. But uh, I got a press release for it, and I thought we got to mention it. There might be people listening to this thinking, you know what? Actually, I do need a new pool inflatable. I mean, I, you know what? If I if I had a requirement for a pool inflatable, I I, I would be buying a Disney one. So there you go. There you go. So uh, yeah, that's that's what I had to to talk about this week. But if if no one else has got anything else, no, just snippet. No. New new restaurant opened in Disney Springs this weekend. Gelo or oh, the Spanish Shalo. one. Yeah, yeah, opened yesterday. Gelo and it's well, it's G A L E O. So in Spanish, that's probably hello, hello. I would guess. Don't know. But uh it's a signature restaurant. It's a two two table credit restaurant. It's got a huge menu, lots of tapas stuff. Ooh, yes. But it's it's quite pricey really. But uh See I I'm a big fan of Spanish food and, yeah. and so is um so is Donna and we're over there for three weeks on the dining plan. Mm-hmm. So we, we might, if depending on the menu, because um, I'm not a fussy eater and she's a bit more of a fussy eater, yeah. but depending on the menu, I might have to give that a go in October. It's a, it's a huge menu, Ryan. You, I'm sure you can find stuff. And they, they seem to have like packages as well. There's like three, I think three different levels of, um, you know, kind of packages starting about $160. I think if I remember rightly, it went up to about $180. Okay. Um, For tapas. Yeah, but it is a signature restaurant, so yeah, it's pretty still, expensive. That's yeah. some expensive chorizo. Yeah, some of the dishes are there, so are kind of twenty to thirty odd dollars. I thought saw one ham dish that was like thirty six dollars. Jeez, that's just I saw some. I saw, 
I saw some pictures of food though, and it did it did look really good. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is good. There's a celebrity chef, uh, J Lo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> J uh, is, is it Jose, Jose Andres? I think it is. Um, wasn't she the? Uh, yeah. Wasn't she the first Bond girl? Maybe J Lo. No, whoever you just <laughs> said, Jose Andres or whatever. Jose Andres. So uh, yeah. That's a new restaurant opening up, but there's still a few others to open up soon. So the Riviera has got some restaurants opening up, and then the new ones in the Coronado Towers has got to open up. And then when is the when is the Epcot Space Restaurant <laughs> open? No idea. Yeah, I don't think they know. No. It opens with Guardians of the Galaxy in when 2020, up? whenever. At least mm. that's been greenlit, so we're going to get some footage for it now. Yeah. But, yeah, but so. I've got to. It, I've got to say though, Ryan, I do agree with your uh, future wife that, um, like, I mean, Disney Springs is is not downtown Disney. Yeah, it's interesting because I was going to talk briefly today about World of Disney because it did get me thinking that discussion I had with Donna over the weekend. Hey, and... Hang on, is that something you need to say for the next segment? Yes, it is actually. Oh, okay, let's good. Save okay. It. Let's save yeah. it for that. <laughs> okay. Not I didn't want to cut you off, but I just thought, you know, I think we might be treading on toes. But um... well, on restaurants, it's quite interesting because um, when I was I was speaking to a couple of the Universal team last last Monday um, at the press event, um, where lots of national newspapers stole my photo, but um, Universal will really make a big deal out of their restaurant openings. They they call it an attraction, and it's interesting that Disney. Disney have got so popular with bloggers uh, and things now, they almost don't need to. Yeah. Um, I saw nothing but, like, all oh, early. Like, what are they? A soft opening for a restaurant. Like, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, well, that... mm-hmm. Sorry, Mr. Which can say? I was just going to say, our ADR window opens up in just over two weeks now. So uh, we're trying to narrow down our list but there's quite a few new restaurants yeah last what's on your hit list sorry ryan what's on your hit list um uh we saw there's a whole bunch of edison type restaurants you've got edison enzo and maria's is it mario's um uh what else there's there's quite a few in disney springs that that we haven't tried and then we're staying in Coronado Springs so we're kind of hoping the two new restaurants are open in Coronado Springs mm. at that the, point the restaurant um, in there at the moment is brilliant as well if they're not uh, uh, which one? Uh, I always forget what it's called it's the one in Coronado Springs yeah yeah it's, it, they the do Maya, Maya that's it the Maya Grill yeah, yeah brilliant really nice okay. food oh, that's good we haven't tried that and I think we're going to try Morimoto's, but we're going to do that for lunch because if you do it for lunch, it's a one table service credit. But if mm. you do it for dinner, it's two, and it's the same mm. menu. So yeah, going to give Disney, that a go. Disney Springs has got some great places now. Yeah, yeah. It's... And also, you can still get a uh, deep fried Mars bar at Wrecking Road. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Sorted. There's your snack. Yeah. <laughs> snack credit. <laughs> um, if you haven't had one, I, I highly recommend it. Um, the last thing actually I wanted to mention just briefly was that uh, we got a, a release date today for the Lego Ideas Steamboat Willy set. Oh, that looks so good. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we've got the yellow submarine, the Beatles yellow submarine set, and I thought that would make a good uh, addition next to it. Apparently it won't, but um, tough, it's being bought. Um, but for those that haven't seen it, it's uh, a Lego replica of uh, the Steamboat Willie boat from the short of the same name. And it comes with a little Steamboat Willie Mickey and Minnie Mouse. And a few, uh, there was, I saw some birds on there and yeah. uh, other little features of the boat. But it, it, looks, it looks a good set. So you've got a, a miniature Mickey, Minnie and Willie. Is what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. I didn't want to be that crude about it, but yeah, we're not. <laughs> um, there's not it looks a... amazing, though. Yeah, there's... I, I haven't seen a price for it. I think Looking it's going to be at... about $90. Really? Okay. I think, I think that's what I saw. Okay. Because I was like looking at the size of it, and I was comparing it to the Beatles. It doesn't look that, that dissimilar in size to the Yellow Submarine. So that was about 50 or 60 quid when it came out. So, which what's that? I don't know. It's about seventy-five, eighty dollars. Yeah. So yeah. they reckon it's going to cost eighty quid. Okay. Hmm. It's, it's, it's Disney, so they're always going to put a bit more money on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still really want to get the Cinderella Castle, but it's just so big that I've not, and I mean, obviously expensive as well. That I've not pulled the trigger, but I think I might buy this set. Um, I'm de- so Cinderella Castle. I want to get. Um, Dan has got it, and it looks amazing. Yeah. But this this one. Is because it's under a hundred pounds and it's classic Mickey, which I love. Yeah. So I, this is a must buy for me. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that could improve that set is a bonus Oswald that lives under the boat or something. Yeah, the the swamp monster. <laughs> Interchangeable head, so you could have what it should have looked like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you're a Lego fan, that comes out on the first of April. It's not an April's fall. Just happens to be the same day, but it you can't pre-order it yet. Though it's so annoying. They normally, uh, I think, if you're a VIP member, I think you can normally pre-order it about a week or so before it comes out. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, like uh, I always try and get in the habit of doing it. I I tried to pre-order the Tron set last year, and failed. But once the hype like kind of goes down, it's easy to get. The the thing is like. People are really panicking about this set. It's not limited edition. No, it won't like, sell Lego, out. Lego is like limited production, but it's it's time scales. So they will just keep making it and make more and more and more until they decide not to make anymore. That's it. Yeah. So you will be able to get this set. I'm almost certain of it. Well, I've also just realised that my birthday. Well, I know when my birthday is, but it's. A, it's <laughs> you just realised when your birthday is. <laughs> it's oh, the fifth of April, so I'm like, well, I know what I'm asking for for this year. <laughs> just remembered uh, I was born. I don't know where, <laughs> where I've been. But it's okay, Lord uh, Lord Luke. I, I know will tell us when the pre-order comes out because he'll be uh, he'll be first in the queue for that one. Um, right, okay, so we'll move away from all the new stuff, and, and Ryan's already kind of teased us, but I think we're going to go and discuss a few things that make us a little bit mad. So Ryan, with that said, um, you know, I, I stopped you mid-flow, so please carry on. 
Yeah, so it came from a conversation that I was having with Donna over the weekend. Because um, we usually go every year. Um, she didn't come uh, with me last year because I went with Dan. Um, so it's her first trip back to Disney World in two years, which doesn't sound like a lot at all. But um, for someone that goes every year, it, it's it feels like a lifetime. Mm. And I was showing her pictures of World of Disney. And she said to me, wow, that looks terrible. And I was there um, just as they revealed most of the um, renovation they did to the World of Disney Store in Disney Springs last year. And I have to say, I, I was re-looking at the photos and I seem to have just tried to blank it out because it just doesn't, it just, I mean, it fits with Disney Springs and the theming of Disney Springs. But the inside of the store just looks so boring and dead inside now that it doesn't feel like the the, the great character store that it used to be. And it really does just feel like you're just being pushed into a into one door and, and pushed out the other with nothing left in your bank account and a load of bags in your hands. Um, and I think that's, for me, it's just a real shame because that store used to have so much personality. And I used to, as a kid, enjoy going in, inside and looking at all the characters that were on the ceiling, on the walls and things like that. And it just, it's just very dull and boring to walk around now. So have they removed all the characters from outside as well? <clears throat> no, they, they are still some, some that exist uh, on the outside, but on the inside, it's, it's, yeah. it's not great. Uh, they, it's still, it's, it's still specific to people. Yeah. Because that was clearly the best one, obviously. Oh yeah, 100%. Great, I mean, yeah. Firstly, it was Stitch. And secondly, who doesn't like to be spat at by something? Um, so yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that he's there. Um now, Mr. D, I suppose you've been there more recently, but P dubs, you wouldn't have been there for quite a while either. No. No, it's as I said, five years. And I mean, mm. when I went um, you know, I popped in there with Craig on our way back from um our last Orlando trip. And that was the first time I'd been in there since twenty ten. And it was it was in the in the process then of yeah, they just started work. I don't know how long it, they'd been working on it, but you were seeing parts of the store already that that were like the new kind of format. And yeah, I I'm, I agree with you, Ryan, that it loses that kind of character. But then I suppose because of how it was, I suppose they were quite restricted in what they could put where, because then yeah, it wouldn't kind I, of go in themes. I think so. I mean, but if you look at, um, I mean, everyone listening now, if you just search for um, World of Disney Inside, it's literally gone from a store full of character to a store that is, it looks like just a house. It's just, it's just brickwork. It's just boring brickwork that looks like any shop that you could go in, in any shopping mall in the world. It just doesn't feel like a unique Disney character store anymore. But then, I mean, this has been like, coming for a while because like D, I used to love D Street yeah. you know one I was really into animations so like half the shop was that but even the other half of the shop you would get t-shirts that you couldn't buy anywhere else yeah that's just, a great store yeah I just see odd bits and pieces and then that got replaced with like really generic Star Wars shop did it get replaced by a Star Wars uh, shop I think it was Marvel is it Marvel oh now? it might be the Marvel one yeah but, it might I mean, have been Star Wars, then Marvel, because they moved the Star Wars to the marketplace. But the Star Wars, the Star Wars shop was, I remember going in there with Craig, and I was like, it, Rubbish, just, yeah. it just looks like the Star Wars section of any Disney shop. There was like yeah. nothing special about it at all. Like It just feel, felt really dull. Um, and it loses that character. The only thing I will say, 
and I, and I mean, this is based on on Disney stores rather than the world of Disney. But um, who's been to one of the what they call pop up Disney stores? No, I've never been. Anyone else? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No. Okay, I think they're opening one up in Watford, actually, Paul. Oh, they? Yeah, I know they're opening a Disney store in Watford again. I'm assuming hmm. it's going to be one of these pop ups because they yeah. that's where they seem to open up now. But what's really odd? So I I used to live near a town called Romford, and I know there's some people listening that used to go to that particular Disney store. So shout out to you. Um, but I mean that Disney store was one of the like early ones. It had like the uh, the cinema roll detail around the outside and you know inside had the characters and whatnot and it was quite dated and it just closed all of a sudden a few years ago and it it felt weird they just closed it down rather than refurbished it um and there wasn't really a disney store that close to it like you had to drive about half an hour away or get a train about the same distance um to get to one and um christmas just gone they opened up a pop-up shop which is supposed to be one of these temporary shops. But I don't know any of the pop-ups that have opened up that have actually closed down. So some have been open for like two or three years now. And the other thing is that these Disney stores look like shops. Like when you walk in them, it just looks like a normal shop. Like you don't get any of the like the Disney fancy displays or anything like that, or the, the screens playing like big Disney clips or anything like that. But they seem to have more merchandise in them than mm. the regular Disney stores. So by making it really minimalistic, you actually get a much larger variety of stuff. Like that pop-up shop sells a big range of adult clothing. Most Disney stores don't have, like they might have a few bits, but nowhere near the amount that they do there. Um, Yeah, so aesthetically, the world of Disney is a much better shop. But if it means they're selling more, you know, you know, kind of more unique things there, then uh, I suppose it's a bit of a compromise. Mm. But if they're not, if they if it's still selling the exact same stuff and the same amount of stuff, then really it's a bit pointless. It didn't feel massively different when I was in there. I mean, admittedly they hadn't quite finished the whole store yet, mm. but when I was in there, they didn't, it didn't feel to me like it was selling anything wildly different to the, the, what it had before I've got to say as well I like I got lost in there last time I got completely lost in that shop mm-hmm. yeah so, you, 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 you're kind of looking at t-shirts and then all of a sudden you're like in, in the kids like t-shirt section or you're by the pins and you're like what's happened how have I yeah, got, why, here? Like, got here why am I, look, why am I looking at jewellery now yeah I was, I was totally looking at scarves what's happened um, so anything that makes that experience a bit better but yeah, I think there are some things they didn't need to change, and that's one of them. But then that that part of Disney Springs is so different to everything else. I suppose in a way they've always had to like force the change through because then it, the world of Disney didn't work with what was around it. I think that's just bad design, really. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, if anything, it would have been better to change the theming on the outside and keep the interior more Disney. Um, yeah. but there we go. No, it, then it feels like you're entering this new magical store where things are, you know, you can let your imagination run free and spend all the money in the world. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose mm. we're suckers, we're going to do it anyway. Yep. Mm. Uh, mm. Mr. D, P-dubs, anything that's uh, particularly irked you this week? 
No. No, I mean, just uh, obviously massive price hikes on Disney tickets again. Um, they seem to be using price to control crowds. Um, and obviously now they've got the different tier tickets for different times of the year, which doesn't really affect UK visitors. So we're, we're pretty lucky from that point of view. Um, but just percentage-wise, some some pretty big price hikes, um, making you know times like Christmas or whatever really expensive. Do you have? Do you, do you know what a day ticket is there now? Uh, I think I think if I remember rightly, the uh, the peak period like Christmas, for example, it went up from something like one hundred and thirty odd dollars to nearly one hundred and seventy dollars. Jesus. So percentage-wise, it was it was a big big price hike. Yeah. Um, other times of the year, not so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was I was listening to another podcast that was talking about ticket prices, and if you're if you're a US person going for like a ten day ticket, I mean, you're you're pretty much up into the annual pass costs, you know. Um, so yeah, just looks like Disney is still continuing to drive price to control crowds well i mean i've got to say like um i mentioned the other week the fact that galaxy's edge is going to be opening up in august yep and obviously we have our um universal meetup yeah the big like the last weekend of september and uh just happened to mention both things open at the same time and uh my wife um did did say to me that if i wanted to go to uh see galaxy's edge that she'd have no problem, which was a, a big turn up from the books from last time when she said I couldn't step foot on Disney property unless it was Disney Springs. Um, and I'd said to her, like, I really a- appreciate um, her saying that, but it's going to be madness. Yes. And so I said, like, so the thing is, bearing in mind we're only in Orlando for a, a short weekend anyway, you know, going to Star Wars, uh, I keep calling it Star Wars Land, even though no, it's Galaxy's Edge, but going there for the day and knowing that I'm going to be spending that day queuing up nearly the whole time to see stuff. I just don't yeah. think one is going to be very enjoyable, but also like the cost of a day ticket. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've already, I've, I agree. I've already decided from my trip in October slash November that we'll be taking advantage of extra magic hours. And if there is a paid thing that lets me into um, Galaxy's Edge an hour before everyone else, I'm going to pay it. I don't care. I'd rather just get in, enjoy the land, do the ride and get out. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if that was an option, I certainly would. But the thing is, I know my option is going to be buy a, a ticket on the door, pay... Wait, wait eight hours, yeah. Yeah, pay yeah. like $150 to just wait in the hot floor of the sun um, yeah, yeah. when I could be at Universal... Uh, going on rides and getting drunk. Yeah, mainly get. I think rides. it's going to be. I think it is going to be absolutely mental. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think there's going to be huge queues way before the park even opens. Just you know, even yep, even on be. extra magic hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, if extra magic is a, a, I'm planning to get there for like half yeah. six seven. Yeah, um, and also as well, we don't even know when um, the the second ride's going to open. No, yeah, there's been know. no, not even a rumor on when Rise of the Resistance is coming. So the thing yeah. is, Rise of the Resistance, for all we know, could could be open up by the end of September. Possibly. So even more reason not to go, <laughs> because yeah. then the people that, because I mean, the thing is, obviously the first the first couple of months is going to be just full of 
uh, people trying to film it for the first time and get it on their YouTube channels or, you know, uh, talk about it on their podcasts or whatever. So you're going to get that as well as the people that just want to go and see it. And yeah. then that will start to die out a little bit after a few months because everybody's done it. But then as soon as a new attraction comes out, everyone will be back again. So and that's exactly why Disney have opened this early. Mm. That's the only reason, in my opinion, they've mm. opened this early is to get the two huge surges of people that will book and book out that hotels at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World twice, effectively. Well, people have been putting those holidays off. I mean, I've been getting yep. emails saying mm-hmm. they've extended dining offers and stuff um, to try and get people to book because people clearly are, wait- are hanging on for Star Wars to open. Um, I think I think people will still hang on. You know, I think some people will definitely go, and it's particularly people who are fairly local because those people can probably go back again. Um, you know, when when Rise of the Resistance opens. Yeah. But there'll still be a lot of people if it's if it's like their once every five year big holiday. I think a lot of people are going to wait yeah. until the whole thing's opened, and and they're going to hope that the crowds are going to peak and then drop. Or good luck there. I think it's a couple of years before that happens. I think the, the difficult thing is I think Disney have also planned this very well because the likes of us and other prominent uh, theme park bloggers and podcasters will make a point of saying. It's only going to be one attraction is open. Rise of the Resistance is opening later in the year. However, if you look at mainstream media, they go, Star Wars Land's opening in August in Walt Disney World. You you know, this is going to be amazing. And everyone's going, oh, you know, I read The Sun and The Mail. This is amazing. I'm going to book my holiday now without really doing the research. Yeah. Yep, that's true. They just want to sell holidays. So, yeah, they're not going to be... uh... Overly uh, detailed. No. Important what's going to be on. I mean, the fact that there was not even an indication of month other than later this year for Rise of the Resistance is a bit worrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That the just... rumor for Dis- rumor for Disneyland is that it'll be open in time for D twenty three, which is when end of August. Mm. Yeah. So to actually end of September. Uh. Well, maybe towards the end of October for Walt Disney World. Yeah. Mid-October would be good, but hey. <laughs> it would be knows. good and bad. It was, hunt, yeah. <laughs> the hunt for mid-October. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We had resigned ourselves to going and it not being open. So now that it's going to be partially open, um, we're just going to treat it as, hey, anything is a bonus. So if we can even just get in the land and wander about and... You know, kind of shoulder to shoulder with everybody else. <laughs> the funny, I did, I did laugh when they showed the uh, the kind of publicity photographs, and you've got that <laughs> scene where you've got the guy and his kid holding hands. Yeah. And so there's two tourists in the whole scene, and there's about ten Star Wars characters. Reality is going to be very, very different. It's going to be like, where in the world is Wally? Yeah. And I think you can forget about the characters. Well, yeah. They aren't, they aren't going to get out of the door. You no, know? Disney are going to be like, oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's people dressed up in there somewhere. And everyone's like, yeah. I don't care. I'm going to go on the ride. Yeah. I think Star Wars Celebration is going to be interesting this year. Mm-hmm. Because obviously they'll have the trailer for episode nine, but they must have some kind of details about Galaxy's Edge. I'd be, yeah. I'd be believe, extremely shocked. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, I think they've got a panel. I'll have to look out because they normally stream it on Apple TV. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I'll be watching yeah. that. Yeah. Cool. Okay, anything yeah. else from anyone else? No, that's a lot. Excellent. Well, in that case, Mm. I'll wrap this episode up. But thank you all for joining me. Uh, Thank you, dear listener, for downloading the episode. Um, We are, I think, I think our for our Patreon listeners, I think the poll closed for the next film that we're going to watch. I'm dreading to look at the result. If I'm honest, at least I know Field of Dreams wasn't in there. Um, So, uh, new Patreon only episode will be out. hopefully no, actually will be by the end of the month and uh we will be back in two weeks uh please like and subscribe check out some of our other shows on the network uh in the show notes are links to all of those so uh give a couple of uh, those shows some love i suppose i should particularly shout out the customer is always weird because ryan's here yes definitely go and listen to that yeah well captain marvel captain special marvel. There you yeah. go. So even more reason. But to be fair, recently you've had... Uh, we had a Disney trilogy, yeah. Yeah, Save Mr. Banks and um, Mary Bed Poppins. Yeah, Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. So, I mean, you, d- you didn't include the soundbite you should have done for Bedknobs and Broomsticks, but... I'm sure know. I said it, though. You did, you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so. you, you couldn't you couldn't not do that show and not mention that. Impossible. Um, but, yeah, so, so uh, please uh, give some of those shows a listen as well. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks. See you then. Cheerio. GG. Bye. All right, lads. Just to let you know, we're teaming up with the After Dark Podcast Network. What's that then? Oh, it's this bunch of good people with some decent podcasts. They look out for each other. They've got that This After Dark one. Everybody's got one. Pop After Dark. The customer is always weird. You know, they scratch our backs, we scratch theirs. So how much are they paying us then? Well, nothing. Oh, for fuck's sake. You are listening to the Half and Half Scarves podcast. This is what happens when a bunch of mates get together to talk about football and the clubs they support. A shambolic mash of stats, unqualified opinions, and chat about the game we love. In short, it's some miserable sods who hate Half and Half Scarves and your half-time skinny lattes. Listener discretion is advised. Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough! He's the one, two, three! Nicky Mania! Never gonna end! Nicky Mania! You're my, you're my, you're my! Nicky Mania! He's really a nice mouth. He sure is! Now hold on, move it, live it up, prove it, give it a rock, a house with a mouth! Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? (laughs) Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here, you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support.
podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Actually, before we go, I should really mention that me and Ryan are going to be in Disneyland Paris. So if you want to come and meet us, uh, you know, we'll treat, we'll send some tweets out on social media. And if you happen to be there and want to meet up with one of us, then uh, let us know. $150. <laughs> Plus tax. <laughs>